This has been a wild weekend for NBA free agencies. And I know you want to know what kind of impact that will have on your fantasy basketball team. So I just want to let you know, we got you. We got you. Listen, disclaimer, this will just be about the daggone free agency activity. This is not going to include anything to do with um, uh, trades or anything like that. It's just going to be the rundown of the list of people who were involved in free agency this weekend. And honestly, it has been crazy. Like I have um, Shams and Woj on alert for my Twitter. And yo, it was like, bing, 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 bing. Like it was so popping. So I'm really excited about running it down and just giving you my insight from a, a fantasy basketball perspective. Now, before we go into it, I do want to say there were a couple of um, uh, shout outs that I wanted to give. I want to give a shout out to Facebook, our Game Pick uh, Sports LLC Facebook group. Uh, I'm sorry, Facebook profile or account, whatever. Um, our business page, I should say. So this is the first time we're actually streaming live on Facebook. So I'm excited about that. Also on Kick. If you guys don't know about Kick, Kick is a new uh, streaming platform and we are actually streaming there this season. So hopefully some folks at Kick will connect with us to help us grow over there. We're also back on Twitch tonight. So we're going to be streaming on Twitch. We did stream a bit last season, but um, if you follow the channel at all, you know that last season we started out with live streaming and then I pivoted and went into edited uh, videos. Um, so now we're going to go back to Twitch this season and see how it goes. And also I want to give a shout out to my folks at Twitter, all of my Game Pick Podcast Twitter folks. I know a bunch of fantasy basketball people. Some of the big guns in the fantasy basketball world are super active on Twitter. So if any of my fantasy basketball fam is connecting on Twitter, I wanted to shout you out. And last but not least, the YouTube fam. People in, from our Discord who support the YouTube channel to help us grow. We got monetized, like all of that good stuff. We're trying to get to 10K followers or subscribers this season. So I'm really excited about that. It's just a really, really exciting time for Game Pick Podcast. And IG, we want to go live there, but IG doesn't, they didn't, they didn't give us the permission or the stream key, whatever it is. And also on TikTok, we can only go live on TikTok using the devices. We can't go live, you know what I'm saying, using the stream key and doing this whole like simulcast business. So with that being said, TikTok and IG, get your stuff together because we want to go live there as well. So now with no further ado, let's talk a little bit of free agency as it relates to fantasy basketball. So some of these names are not going to be sexy. Let me get a sip of this drink real quick. So listen, some of these names are not going to be sexy, but we'll go through them and I'll really do a, um, a fantasy analysis on the players that really hold a lot of weight. There's about 65 players I need to get through, so I don't want to spend too much time um, tinkering over players that won't have that much fantasy impact. But I do want to talk about them because depending on the size of your league, there still might be some fantasy implications for you, but I won't spend too much time. So let's get it rolling. So the first person on this list 
is Justin Holiday. He uh, signed with the Denver Nuggets, it looks like, for a one-year deal. So Justin Holiday is not going to be a big factor in fantasy. If you're in a really deep league, maybe. Um, but it's kind of a non-factor. Lonnie Walker, the fourth, got signed by the Nets, right? So I think there might be something there, right? So we have um, that team was gutted when Kyrie and KD, James Harden, everybody left this this amazing super team. Like it brings tears to my eyes. Like I'm like I'm crying inside thinking about the the potential that was unfulfilled because of greed or you know pride whatever the reason was that led to those brothers breaking up arguably one of the best you know one of the best three-man combos in like NBA history right the biggest of big threes that never even had the chance to really play together so I think there's going to be opportunity there Lonnie Walker would be someone I keep my eyes on maybe in a 16-man league Cody Zeller signed with the Pelicans. Oh, baby. All right, Cody. Cody trying to get some paper. Signed with the Pelicans for one year for $3.1 million. Played for the Heat last year. Got some, uh, some playing time. Listen, Cody Zeller is a consistent waiver wire guy. You, you'll be able to grab him off the waivers in, in, in most 12-man leagues. But 14, 16-man leagues, I don't even know if he's going to really make your roster. So he's not crazy to me. Now, this one is interesting. Number 62 on this list. Oh, my goodness. Mm. Miles Bridges. Now, you can say what you want to say about Miles Bridges. He had a, um, you know, he was on the cusp of actually securing a major, major contract. You know what I'm saying? He was on the cusp of, like, getting a big max deal before he had the incident uh, that led to him having legal issues over a domestic violence case, right? So I have my own personal opinions about that. But in terms of fantasy basketball, this is something you want to pay attention to. This is something where Miles Bridges, excuse me, Miles Bridges at one point was someone that people were really looking at as a solid fantasy contributor. Specifically in dynasty leagues or keeper leagues, depending on the size of your, uh, how many keepers you have in your keeper league, like he's somebody you want to take a look at. He might even be a player that was dropped. You know what I'm saying? Um, I don't know what the rules are in your league, but if you can snatch him up like now off the waivers before your draft, that's dope. But overall, it's someone that I, it's someone that I would take a look at in all formats. You know what I'm saying? Because we know that he can ball. He's kind of a 20 and 10 kind of player, you know? And um, I think it's worth um, keeping an eye on him to see where he goes in drafts because for fantasy, I think Miles Bridges brings tons of value. So I know that um, there might be personal opinions associated with it. He's like kind of Deshaun Watson in fantasy football where people are like, oh, I'm not drafting him because he did this and he did that. Like, listen, it, it, we're talking about numbers. We're talking about statistics. We're talking about output. So Miles Bridges is somebody I would definitely keep my eyes on for this fantasy season. Next up is Jordan Clarkson. He re-signed with the Utah Jazz for a three-year deal for $55 million. Utah is on a come up. Listen, they are trying to compete this year. I don't think they're in a rebuild mindset right now. I think they do want to win. And I think Jordan Clarkson over the last few years has been a solid 
fantasy contributor. Is he like your number one guy? Absolutely not. But he's somebody that you can get in the later rounds and can help contribute to your team winning in all platforms or all, all formats, I should say in points leagues and category leagues, as well as even Roto, like getting him with a later pick, I think would be worth your while. So I would take a look at Jordan Clarkson. Next player is Jeff Green. Jeff Green signed with the Rockets. The Rockets are doing this whole like draft a bunch of young guys and then build around them with a bunch of vets. You know what I'm saying? And Jeff Green Although he can put up numbers when he plays, we don't know what's going to happen. He's kind of a non-factor for me uh, in this scenario. Um, Then we got Jalen McDaniels, who signed with the Toronto Raptors for a two-year deal for $9.3 million. I mean, we got Fred Van Vliet leaving Toronto, but there's still a bunch of players bunch of wings that are going to need to have playing time. So I don't know how much value Jalen McDaniels has. So right now that would be a heck to the no. Jock Landell signs a four-year deal for $32 million with the Rockets. That is wild crazy, yo. Yeah, man, he he came up a little bit. Like uh, he played for the Suns last year and got a bunch of run because they didn't have anybody, right? They had like, you know, Devin Booker and KD, and they just throw anybody else out there with them. So I understand him appearing to 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 have value. And I know what the Rockets are trying to do right now is build around their young core and overpay veterans. And I think that, um, you know, that's what's happening here with Jock Landell. He's kind of reaping the rewards of, of that that strategy that Houston is using. Next up is Ty Jerome. Ty Jerome signed a two-year deal with the Cavs. Eh, Ty Jerome is another kind of non-factor. We'll move along. Mo Wagner signed a two-year deal for $16 million. Wow. With the Orlando Magic. Mo Wagner can bring some value, especially if we have um, any injuries, you know what I'm saying, to, to some of the people in the the front court for the Magic. But overall, he's not the sexiest uh, fantasy basketball name. Next up, we got Patrick Beverly, who is killing it, I might add, in the uh, new media, social media, and podcasting world right now. His his stuff is cooking. I think he's on Barstool Sports, I believe. I, let me know in the comments if I got that right. But like I saw his show. He's um, He does the show with a former battle rapper named Roan. It's really dope, man. I, I really love Patrick Beverly's um, takes. So that I like. Fantasy, mm, not so much. I would say that Patrick Beverly is like, mm, maybe, you know what I'm saying, could provide you some value in, in you know, in terms of defensive stats. He He's kind of a streaky scorer. He might have a big game here and there. He signed a one-year deal for $3.2 million with the Sixers. Um I don't know exactly what that's going to look like for him, but um, if Harden leaves, which will likely be the case, there's going to be opportunity for him there, but it's not something that really excites me. Next up is Thomas Bryant. Thomas Bryant is signing with the Miami Heat for two years for $5.4 million. I always thought Thomas Bryant had a lot of potential. Um, I don't 
I don't know how he'll do. I don't know what the pecking order will will be in Miami, but he won't be the guy. So for me, it's a head to the nah. Jackson Hayes has the two-year veterans minimum deal with the Lakers. Now, that's interesting to me. I, I'm not sure exactly what it's going to be when the dust settles with the Lakers, but with with um you know with all of the moves that they're making, they want to compete. So I think Jackson Hayes, you know, he's still very, very young, has a lot of spring and bounce. I think he could really contribute to what they're doing on a basketball level. For fantasy, eh, I'm not really interested. Next up, Derek Rose signs with the Memphis Grizzlies for a two-year, $6.5 million deal. Derek Rose had one of the best runs, um, you know, in NBA history when he had that MVP year, the youngest MVP in NBA history, like really an amazing player. And many compare Ja Morant to Derek Rose in terms of their athleticism, the way they attack the basket ferociously. For fantasy, though, mm, heck to the naha. Nope, not happening. Derrick Rose is, is a non-factor for fantasy right now. O'Shea Brissett signs a two-year deal with the Celtics, non-factor. Uh, Cam Reddish, two years with the Lakers. That's somewhat interesting in deeper leagues, but in a 12-team league, not really something I'm looking at. Kevin Love, um, ooh, it looks like Kevin Love has not signed yet. Kevin Love has not signed yet, but even Kevin Love, he's a non-factor. Shake Milton signed a two-year deal with the Minnesota Timberwolves. He left the Sixers to go over the Timberwolves. That's really interesting. A two-year deal for $10 I like Shake Milton. Shake Milton was the kind of guy that when Maxie was out or whatever it was, and he got the playing time. He actually put up some really good numbers. So I'm curious to see. I would put a question mark, maybe, by Shake Milton. Then we got Joe Ingles signs a two-year deal for $22 million with the Magic. That's wild. I, I, I didn't even know about that one. That's wild. Joe Ingles, he can be somewhat fantasy relevant, especially in a deeper uh, league. But... You know, it's not, again, it's not a really sexy, sexy name. Then we got Trey Jones signing a two-year, $20 million deal. Trey Jones is someone I would pay attention to in fantasy. I think that um, with Victor Webinyama joining the Spurs as a number one pick, that the Spurs are trying to compete. They, they're not going to get that far. You know what I'm saying? Maybe playing, maybe. But a, a, having a point guard to really orchestrate that new that that new look offense that they're going to have with their you know coveted centerpiece Victor Webinyama, I think is going to be interesting. So I have my antennas up around uh, Trey to see what he does. Um, so let let's keep an eye out because he might be someone that has huge fantasy upside this season. Then we have George Niang. He signs a three-year deal for $26 million. And he's kind of waiver-wire material. Javon Carter, three years for $20 million. Again, waiver-wire material. Nikhil Alexander-Walker, I'm interested to see what happens with him. He signed a two-year deal for $9 million bucks with the Timberwolves. Very interested in seeing what he does. For fantasy, again, he might be a, um, you know, a late pick in a really deep league. Trey... 
Trey Lyle signs a two-year, $16 million deal. Very good for him. Not good for fantasy. Bye-bye. Reggie Jackson, two years, $10.3 million for fantasy. Heck to the nah. <laughs> oh, my God. By the way, this is the Game Pick Fantasy Basketball Podcast. I am Robin Marks, your grateful host. You can connect with me on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Game Pick Podcast. You can also connect with me at Robin Marks, at Robin Marks. I wanted to make sure you guys knew that. And also, if you love fantasy sports, please consider subscribing. Give this episode a like, a share, and hit the bell to turn on notifications so you don't miss any of these fantasy gems. We release new episodes every single week. And for the month of July, we will be going live three days a week. We'll be going live on Sundays at 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, on Tuesdays at 5.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, and then again on, on um did I say Thursdays? Tuesdays and Thursdays at 5.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. If you need help with your fantasy teams, please drop a comment with your question. We will answer every single question, every single comment for this episode. Now, this episode is brought to you by the Fantasy Sports Shop on Etsy. Grab your exclusive fantasy sports swag today. And if you have ideas for our next drop, just let us know in the comment section of this episode. And also, every month, and this is new, we're going to give away some swag to our community. Yes, every single month, we're going to give away a shirt to a member of the community. To enter, all you have to do is comment the words, free shirt. To enter, all you have to do is comment the words, free shirt. To take a look at what we have in inventory, just visit bit.ly slash the fantasy sports shop. That's bit.ly forward slash the fantasy sports shop. Now, let's move along. Let's move along. So we have uh, more folks to go over here. So the last person we talked about, I believe, was Reggie Jackson. Also, we have Troy Brown Jr. signed a two-year deal for $8 million. Kind of a non-factor. Torian Prince signed a one-year deal, $4.5 million. Also, non-factor. Um, Kobe White signed a three-year deal for $33 million. Now, this is interesting. Kobe White is the kind of player that we saw great potential in him coming out of college. He came out of UNC, really, really decent point guard. But he really hasn't evolved the way we'd like him to. We know that Lonzo Ball is not going to be playing basketball this season. Like, And honestly, sadly, his, his career might be over. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's looking ugly for Lonzo Ball. So when you think about the Chicago Bulls, they're good enough to make the playoffs, not good enough to compete for a championship. So what does that mean? It means that players like Kobe White might be getting some run and heavy run. So I would look at him in those later rounds in a 12-man league to see if maybe he can kind of be the guy that we're looking for, a star, a, a decent quality um, starting 
point guard in the NBA. And again, this is later round. This might be like my last pick. Like I'm not crazy about Kobe White, but definitely knowing that Lonzo is not going to play, um, he might be able to secure that starting position. So it's something worth paying attention to. Next up is good old Josh Richardson, who signs for two years with the Miami Heat. I like Josh Richardson. I've had him on a bunch of fantasy teams, but he's a waiver wire guy. He's a waiver wire guy. Um, Dennis Schroeder. <coughs> Excuse me. Let me get a sip of this drink. Dennis Schroeder. This is someone you want to pay attention to. Dennis Schroeder was always someone that we thought could be great, would be great, but never really hit the mark. He actually had one year where he could have really secured a big bag and went to free agency and kind of blew that. But Fred Van Vliet is gone. He has left town. And now Dennis Schroeder is um, assumed to be the new starting point guard for the Toronto Raptors. So that means that he'll get a lot of usage. He'll also have an opportunity to like, you know, create his own narrative now. So this is a decent deal. He's going to get $26 million over the next two years. But it also sets him up to see what will his future hold if he can perform well in these next two years. So this is almost like a two-year contract window for him to see like, yo, can I like reestablish myself in a league where people will look at me as a $20, $30 million player because that's not what he is right now. And I know he wants to change that narrative. So for me, in a 12-man league, I will be looking at Dennis Schroeder in those last couple of rounds to see if um, you know I could, I could take a crack at him and, and swing for the fences. Um, then we have Seth Curry. Oh, Seth Curry signs a two-year deal with the Mavericks in category leagues. He is an asset for, excuse me, for the three-point category. So that's someone I would keep an eye out for in those later rounds to see if I can snatch him up to secure some three-point shooting. If you're trying to compete in that category, which you should, I, I would recommend. Seth Curry is definitely uh, a valuable piece. And knowing that he has a bit of a relationship with Kyrie Irving playing there for a couple of years in Brooklyn together, that it, it could work well for him to have um, the ability to space the floor for Luka and Kyrie, to have another shooter in the corner. I think Seth Curry could thrive um, in Dallas. So I'm really looking at him in category leagues for his, um, you know, his sniper level ability of shooting the ball. Next up, Karis LeVert signs a two-year $32 million deal. I used to really like Karis LeVert, y'all. Like, Karis LeVert was a, a, a player that, I used to really like Harris Levert. That's when he was in Brooklyn. I was really looking forward to him blossoming into, you know, maybe even an all-star level player. And he's just not that guy, man. So I'm I'm a hard no on Karis Levert for drafts. If he's on the board late, maybe, but he's not somebody I'm targeting or looking to um, you know, add to my team. Rui Hachimura goes to the Lakers. He, he re-signs with the Lakers for a three-year, $51 million deal. That's pretty good. Um, I like Rui. I, I, I'd be curious to see what Rui's going to do this year. And in fantasy, I think that he does have some value. I think he'll get some run, maybe in a deeper league, though. Gabe Vincent 
I'm infatuated with Gabe Vincent. I had the opportunity to sit on um, on the balcony at a high-rise condo in downtown Atlanta with my son and watch um, the NBA Finals. I believe it was maybe game four, game five. I'm not sure. But listen, we got to watch. And Gabe Vincent is that guy. And I think that in a LeBron James system – that he could do well, you know what I'm saying? So for me, I'm interested in Gabe Vincent. I'm definitely looking at him because I think he's going to be their starting point guard. Um, if if he's not a starting point guard, he would still hold some value coming off the bench. But I'm really interested to see if Gabe Vincent is going to get the kind of, um, I guess, confidence in him that he had in, in Miami. If they had that kind of confidence in him and kind of give him the keys to the car a little bit to, to help, you know, take some of that ball handling strain off of LeBron James, I think he could be a sneaky sleeper pick. So, so red alert, look out in your mock drafts to see where Gabe Vincent is going. If he's not getting drafted, start adding him in your queue and picking him up with your last uh, pick or two. Next up, we got Herbert Jones, who signs a four-year deal for $54 million with the Pels. I like Herbert Jones. He's somebody that I'd consider drafting in the later rounds. Dante DiVincenzo signs a four-year, $50 million deal with the Knicks. Another player I'd look at for the later rounds. And then Max Struess, $63 million, four years. Max Struess was always a waiver wire guy to me. Not somebody that I would be interested in drafting, but watching him in the NBA Finals? Yo, your man went like zero for 93 for three points. Like he missed every single shot and he kept shooting and he came back and had a big game. So for me, I like Max Struess a lot. Would I draft him in fantasy in a 12-man league? Probably not. But I'll be looking at streaming him um, at some point off of the waiver wire. Now, if Max Struess is the clear starter in Cleveland, which... I don't think will happen because we got Donovan Mitchell there and you got Darius Garland. If an injury makes him the starter, maybe he'd be interested, you know, to me. But right now, as it stands, he's kind of just like, you know, I'm a wave a wire guy. Dylan Brooks. Wow. Wow. We many of us thought that Dylan Dylan Brooks would be playing basketball in China this season, which is wild to me, right? Your man, yo, Dylan Brooks is a fierce competitor. Also, is a a defensive, you know, he's a gifted defensive player. But he was talking a lot of junk, whatever happened. Memphis said they didn't want him no more. And now we're here in, in kind of this, in flux, and he secures a b- 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 bag, a bag, $80 million for four years. Whew. Yo, Houston is out here just giving away turkeys, y'all. It's like Thanksgiving in these daggone NBA streets. Listen, Dylan Brooks will have impact, but Dylan Brooks is not somebody that I'm looking, I'm checking for in my 12-team fantasy draft any any format i'm not checking for him in categories points leagues roto leagues moto leagues game pick leagues whatever leagues 
best ball leagues. I'm not checking for Dylan Brooks, but I think it's fascinating to see how fast the narrative can change in the NBA. So I think he'll bring some value to those that that um that young core of guys, that group that they have there in in Houston. But for fantasy, I'm out on Dylan Brooks. I'm sorry. No, he's he makes me unhappy watching him for fantasy. No way. This one is interesting. Russell Westbrook signs a two-year, $8 million deal. Hold up. Y'all ready for this? Dylan Brooks signed a four-year, $80 million deal. So that's two, four, six, eight, about $20 million a year on average. Russell Westbrook signed a two-year deal for $8 million. That's like $4 million a year. This is a guy who averaged a triple-double on multiple occasions, former MVP of this league. This is wild to me, yo. Like, this is wild to me that Russell Westbrook is is going <laughs> to, yo, he got a two-year $8 million deal and Dylan Brooks got $80 million. Come on, man. This is wild. Anyway, fantasy-wise, I love Russell Westbrook. I think that Russell Westbrook had a rough season, but if you can get Russell Westbrook in your, like, ninth, 10th round, if you're drafted 13 rounds and you get him like in the 10th round, 11th round, I'm completely fine with that. There's going to be so much opportunity for him to like really contribute on a fantasy level. In a category league, you're going to take a hit with your field goal percentages. You're going to take a hit probably with your three-point percentages as well. But when you talk about points, In a points league, I'm checking for Russell Westbrook. But when you think about the points category, yes. Assists, yes. You know what I'm saying? So he he can still ball. Like, it's not like Russell Westbrook is whack. I think that people have this assumption of what he should bring to the table for fantasy because who he was for so many years. But he's not that anymore. But he's better than half of these other dudes. I take him before I take Dylan Brooks, Max Struess, DiVincenzo, right on down the line. But depending on how you're building your roster specifically for category leagues, he might not work for you. So I'm checking for Westbrook, though. Oh, oh yeah, all day, every day. Um, Next up, we got D'Angelo Russell. He signs a two-year deal with uh, the Lakers for $37 million. I like that move for, um, for the Lakers. He got a ba- he got a a really bad rap because he didn't perform well in the playoffs, specifically in the Denver series, and that's not who D'Angelo Russell is. You know what I'm saying? He's he's typically a really really good scorer. He can facilitate as well. I think he's a great player. It's a, a good player. Let me take that back. I, I believe he's a good player, but I don't know, you know, what kind of value you'll get from him if you draft him too early. So he's not someone I'm looking to get anywhere before maybe round nine, eight or nine even. Um, I haven't created my rankings for this season yet, but he doesn't strike me right now as someone that I'd be reaching for in the fifth or sixth round. Um, uh, I'd be curious to see what the platforms like Yahoo and ESPN, where they put him. But right now, he's someone I would consider drafting, but only if it was in... Uh, the right spot. Bruce Brown. Woo. Bruce Brown signs a two-year, $45 million contract. Oh, my God. So Russell Westbrook is getting a two-year, $8 million, 
eight million dollar, and Bruce Brown is getting forty five million. Yo, that's crazy, yo. That's crazy. I would draft Bruce Brown, and maybe in the eleventh, tenth, or tenth or eleventh round. You know why? Because if they paid him that much money, they're going to give him some run. And when Bruce Brown plays, this is Detroit Bruce Brown. This is Brooklyn Bruce Brown, Denver Bruce Brown. When Bruce Brown plays, it's not a sexy name, but when he plays, he puts up numbers. So I'm actually keeping an eye on Bruce Brown and seeing if there's any news from the Detroit, I'm sorry, from the Indiana beat writers around what his role will be. Because if he is, in fact, starting for the Pacers, oh, baby, that could be good. Even when he's not starting, he was almost like an unofficial starter with the the Denver Nuggets. I think he averaged about 27 minutes per game last season. And that's like starters minutes in a lot of scenarios. So I think even if he's a six man, he could still provide tons of value. Someone I would keep my eyes on if I were you. Next up is Cam Johnson. He re-signed with the Brooklyn Nets. Wow, he got a bag. Four years, $108 million. Cam Johnson is another person I'll be looking at in my 10th, 11th round if I'm drafting 13. Austin Reeves signs a four-year, $56 million contract. Yo, Austin Reeves, dynasty, oh baby. If you could grab Austin Reeves, in your daggone dynasty league, then do it. If you can make a deal for him, do it. I think the young man, he passes the eye test. And that's what I say all the time. It's like people are good. People can ball. People got game. But if you pass that eye test, oh, yeah. Like that's somebody that I'll be checking for. So for Austin Reeves, um, if you're a gunslinger and you're like taking risk, he's somebody I would look at maybe a little earlier, maybe even in the ninth round. I would look at Austin Reeves. Traditionally, he's been a waiver wire guy. So mentally, you might have to get over that, especially if um, the rankings by the platforms, your ESPNs, your Yahoos, and your Sleepers, and your CBS, you know, wherever you play, fan tracks, if the rankings put him in a place where he appears to be garbage, hot garbage, then psychologically, you have to wrap your head around what you see in him. I I have a lot of faith in Austin Reeves. I think he's going to be good, and I think he's going to be a solid fantasy contributor for years to come. Uh, but again, we have to just get our mind wrapped around that and let go of that. He's just this waiver wire guy who was getting some extra minutes and had a good playoff run. But like, no, 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 he actually can ball. And I think he will be great to pick up. If you can get him in the ninth or 10th round, I would be interested in doing that. As of right now, I'm all in on Austin Reeves. Next up, we got Yaka Pertle signs a four-year deal for $80 million. He's getting that Dylan Brooks money. That Dylan Brooks. That Dylan, Dylan Brooks books. He's on the Dylan Brooks books. That's crazy, y'all. How do you give him Dylan Brooks 80? Anyway. So Yaka Pertle resigns with the Raptors four years, 80 million. Yes, I am all in on Yaka Pertle. People are going to snatch up the Joker, call Anthony Towns. A bunch of those big name centers are going to go off the board. This is the guy you need to target. This is like um, Valachunas for many years, right? 
Jonas Valachunas was kind of like, he wasn't on that level of like Joker or Carl Anthony Towns, but he was a sinner that if you grabbed him, would um he would fulfill the requirements for that role. You know what I'm saying? And I think Yaka Pertle is a new version of that. So he's somebody that I would look at in those mid rounds, maybe shoot fifth, sixth, maybe even earlier. Nah, maybe not. I have to look at the list, but fit like I could see me grabbing him in those middle rounds. You know what I'm saying? To see like, Hey, like I need this. Like I've drafted well at the top, my first, second, third pick, fourth pick. I got good names by the fifth pick. If I didn't pick a center, if I pass on all the centers and now don't I have zero centers, like he's somebody that I would be looking at because you know you're gonna get numbers and you know you're gonna get production from him. So I love Yakapurtle. Next up, whoo, big, big, big bag man. Kyle Kuzma resigns with the Washington Wizards. Get ready for this, y'all. Four years, $102 million. Let me repeat that. Four years, $102 million. Christophe Porzingis, gone. Bradley Beal, gone. Kyle Kuzma, still in the building. Last year, he was going off, especially when, and even the year before that, he was going off. But last year, he was going off. Much of his success was predicated off of the status of Beal and even Porzingis. They both gone now. They are literally giving the keys to the car to Kyle Kuzma. With that said, I believe that he's going to have a huge fantasy season. For fantasy, he is going to be running and gunning. So Kyle Kuzma in that same like, fifth, sixth round kind of guy, depending on how the board looks, you can even reach for him. You know what I'm saying? He can be a Laurie Market in this year. He could be someone that has a huge breakout season if he remains healthy. So for me, I am, and this is the first time ever, like if anybody who's followed the channel for the last couple of years, I have never been high on Kyle Kuzma. Like never. Like, I've never been high on him. Today, I am zooted and booted on Kyle Kuzma. So, <clears throat> have a sip of the drink. If I were you, if I were you, I would circle his name, highlight it on your, your rankings list as you go into your draft, and pay attention to where the different platforms have him ranked. Because that's something that happens in drafts, especially for new players. We get so caught up in what ESPN and Yahoo, that whatever they're feeding us. But we don't look at what we think. So don't get trapped. If they have Kyle Kuzma mad low, you're like, oh, I can get him later. Somebody going to snatch him up. I'm high on Kyle Kuzma for the first time ever. Excuse me. Next up, we got Brooke Lopez signs a two-year deal with the um, Bucks, excuse me, for $48 million. He signs a two-year deal. I like Brooke Lopez. I think Brooke Lopez is another player that is kind of borderline waiver wire material in 10 and 12-man leagues. 
somebody that I would definitely be interested in drafting in the later rounds. Jeremy Grant signs a five-year, $160 million deal with the Portland Trailblazers. Jeremy Grant is somebody that I like. I don't even believe he's good now. Like he's really good, but like I don't even want to believe it. So it's somebody that I have drafted. I will draft. Um, I will pay attention to what happens with Damian Lillard and what comes back for Damian Lillard because I believe that with Lillard gone, that his value increases by a couple of notches. I do think that Scoot Henderson is going to be a problem this year. But I don't think that he's going to be good enough where um, Jeremy Grant will defer to him right now. So I think once Damian Lillard leaves and this, you know, $160 million contract kind of gets into his mind of who he is as a player, that he's going to want to take the lead and, and take ownership of scoring responsibilities and leadership for the team. So that's something to pay attention to. So I'm not super high on Jeremy Grant right now because we don't know what's happening with Dame at the time of recording this. But I do believe if Dame leaves, and or I should say, or I should say, when Dame leaves, there will be a lot of opportunity for Jeremy Grant. So he's kind of a question mark. He's a maybe for me. Draymond Green signs a four-year, one hundred million dollar deal with the Warriors. So he resigns with the Warriors, which I think is great. For that um, that core team with Clay and Steph to have Dre, and, you know, I think it would be dope if they finished their careers together. So I really like that. In terms of fantasy, uh, Draymond has kind of declined year after year for the last few years in terms of his fantasy value. So I, I'm not crazy high on him. He's somebody I would draft though because he is kind of like. That Swiss Army knife of fantasy where, especially in a category league, you're going to get a block. Maybe you're going to get a couple steals. You get a few points, get some rebounds, and he's going to have big nights. He's going to have slow nights. But at the end of the day, he will contribute consistently across multiple categories. So I like Draymond. I'm just not super high on him. I would look at him in a 13-round draft or something like that. Maybe I would look at him in the 10th. You know what I'm saying? So we'll see what happens with that. Um, next up, Fred Van Vliet signs a three-year, $130 million contract. Wowzers. That is a big, big deal. So let's unpack it. So Fred Van Vliet signs with the Houston Rockets, leaves the Raptors after having a, an illustrious career there. Um, not illustrious. He had an okay career there. Uh, but I think Fred, the expectations are going to be so high for him. And he's going to be surrounded by a bunch of hungry pups, like young dogs who are ready to eat. So I think if he can establish himself as a leader for the team, not just on the court, but also off the court in the locker room and build the kind of connection necessary where those young guys trust in his leadership, I think he's going to have a breakout season I don't think they're going to do well in terms of like playoffs, championships or anything, but I do think he'll have a really good season. Um, however, the fear that I have is that he's going to get there and because these young puppies are so hungry that he's going to kind of defer to them and like, because he got his bag already, right? Um, history shows that Fred Van Vliet is going to eat when it comes to stats. So he's still going to go in the earlier rounds. 
um, you know, maybe in the, the second, third round. And that's where I would be looking at him as well. Big picture, I'm curious to see how it plays out. You know, I think Ime Adoka is a great coach and could probably bring things out of Fred that we we didn't see in Toronto. But a lot of it is going to be built on him actually being the vocal and, you know, physical leader of that squad. And I want to see how that plays out. Next up, Chris Middleton signs a three-year, $102 million contract with the Milwaukee Bucks. I'm kind of out on Chris Middleton, his health. His health has been too much of a, a, a concern for me over the last couple of years. I wouldn't, I wouldn't touch him with a with a ten foot pole. I'm like out on him for fantasy. If he drops and drops and drops, then I obviously have to draft him. But I'm not going to draft him wherever his ADP falls, wherever these platforms have him ranked. I'm not drafting him there. I'm out on. Um, you know, Chris Middleton, and I would recommend that you do the same. I'm I'm out. He's like getting to Kawhi level of, you know, my, my lack of faith in him for fantasy basketball. So stay away from him. Last but not least, whoo, Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving signed a three-year deal for $126 million with the Dallas Mavericks. I am always going to be high on Kyrie Irving when he plays, right? When he plays, because fact of the matter is he always got something happening, whether it's some kind of protest, whether it's a vaccine, something always happens. I would roll my dice on Kyrie this season to say, this is the season that Kyrie plays the whole year, gives a hundred percent and tries to build something special in Dallas, because all signs would indicate with Kyrie, with Luca, and any other pieces they build around um, those guys, that they can do something special. You know what I'm saying? They were in the Western Conference Finals a couple of years ago before Kyrie arrived. So I think that I have faith in Kyrie. I'm drafting Kyrie if he's available. He'll be a second, third round kind of guy. He's somebody I would be looking at. Like, definitely looking at Kyrie because when Kyrie is cooking, Kyrie is 50 points, right? He is a walking bucket, right? So I would definitely not get caught up in the hype. Don't overthink it. If Kyrie falls to you, you snatch him up. And also pay attention to what's happening in the mock drafts to see where people are taking him. I think in my last mock draft, he might have went in the third or fourth round. So really pay attention to all of that as well. Okay. And I think the last thing I want to tell you guys is the Game Pick Fantasy Basketball Podcast is for you. And if you have recommendations, questions, if you have ideas for episodes, we want to hear that in the comments. So don't hold back. If you're one of the people who are part of this small but growing community, we want to hear from you. So don't hesitate to drop any suggestions. If you're like, hey, Robin, I would like for you guys to have like green lights in the back instead of the purple, like whatever it is, like we want to hear from you. So don't hesitate. Also, if you want to join on one of these shows, we're inviting the community to come on. We You can call into these shows now. So if you want to get more information about that, make sure you join our private Discord server. Um, all you have to do is visit bit.ly slash game pick podcast. 
It's a community to help you win your league championships. So it's like we're there with mad advice, mad suggestions, just mad love and support. So make sure you visit bit.ly, B-I-T dot L-Y slash game pick podcast. Again, if you need help or advice, drop your questions in the comment section and I will, and I promise I will answer every single comment to your questions. And don't forget, play the waivers, set your lineups, and follow Game Pick, you freaking fantasy nerd.